0: The best salespeople in the world are the ones who do it without you even noticing. Everyone's a salesperson, especially if you're an entrepreneur. In the I'm Not Salesy podcast, join me, Cassie McKenzie, and my fabulous guests as we dive into the top strategies, mindset, and energetics around sales and money so that you can hear more Yes, I'm In instead of crickets or getting ghosted. So if you're ready to fully book out your programs with Aligned AF clients and have people chasing you down in your inbox, asking how to work with you, then subscribe to this podcast today and become not salesy too. Welcome back to the I'm Not Salesy podcast. I have a super fun episode for you today, especially if you want more money and you want to get over some uh, money mindset blocks that a lot of coaches have on, you know, online coaches have. Um... First, I should probably figure out what the block to me actually speaking would be because that is seems to be the issue at the moment. But um let's start over here, shall we? Can we just forgive what I just said to you? <laughs> Welcome to the I'm Not Salesy podcast. My name is Cassie McKenzie and I coach coaches on how to sell online and how to do it in an authentic way that feels fun and feels natural, feels easy, and just feels like you're having a conversation with your friend at happy hour about a problem going on in her life and finding a solution, right? So sales doesn't need to be any harder than that. And it's especially when you are coming online and you're committed to working with people who are committed to working with you. And what I mean by that is, finding your soul aligned like fuck yes clients that absolutely love everything that you do and they love working with you that you are their person you you're just such a great match they show up they do the work they um you know if you're introverted they understand that you're introverted and they love that about you if you're extroverted then they love that you're extroverted and they love that about you so whoever you're um you know, your dream clients are that really make this business thing a lot of fun online. Like that's the goal, right? Bringing all of those types of people into your world and into your coaching business so that you can serve the hell out of them and, you know, make money doing it and support yourself and buy a nicer house and travel the world and put your kids in better schools and live the life of financial freedom, whatever that means to you, and to be able to um, live life to the fullest, right? Live life because you're never going to get these seconds back, right? So that's what I do. I help you learn how to sell so that you can take your genius of what you do in your corporate world or what you do at night after your corporate job and package that up and sell the hell out of it so you can serve other people and also serve your own life. And, um, Part of the things that come up with that is money and money mindset issues. And today, you know, like you have no idea sometimes some of the money mindset bullshit that really holds you back from um, creating money into your, you know, bringing money into your business, attracting clients, signing clients, um, signing aligned clients, and having that life of ease and fun. And that peace of mind and that kind of exhale of relief that, you know, money's always flowing into you. So today I have a really special guest and we're going to dive into some of like the the top mindset issues around money that entrepreneurs and coaches have when they're starting their business and signing clients and making sales. Um, I have a money mindset expert and coach that is, um, this conversation was so much fun. We had such a great time. But I also want to give you a special invitation. I'm going to tell you about my sales program that's enrolling right now. We're actually starting in July. Uh, The pre-work's already dropped for the um, Sales Queen Takeover. The Sales Queen Takeover is my four-month program to teach you how to sell online in a way that feels fun and feels natural and feels amazing. And we do this by creating your own selling style. We take you and your personality and apply it to sales strategy and apply that to you being able to verbalize the, the right words to say to attract your ideal clients and, and take the right actions that feel good and feel aligned so that you don't feel salesy. Because that's the goal. Sales shouldn't feel salesy. Sales, sales su- should. Oh my God. That is a crazy sentence. Let me start. Sales shouldn't feel salesy. Sales should feel like you're having a conversation with your best friend at happy hour and you're helping her solve a problem and giving her a solution. You're finding out what's going on, offering a solution. They take it, they leave it, they move on. That's fine because you know somebody else is going to take the solution anyway, right? So in the sales queen takeover, I'm teaching you exactly how to do this and we're going to have so much fun. I'm going to be your guide. I'm going to take what has worked for me to make 22 million in sales in the first two years of being a sales rep by the age of 23, and then millions of sales after that, the same sales process that's taught to like top-tier sales reps worldwide in the pharmaceutical industry, and apply my own relationship sales process to it so that it feels natural, easy, and fun. And that you actually start to love sales. So when you walk out of this program, you're 100% going to love sales. You're not going to feel salesy. You're going to feel like you could do it all day long. And believe me, sales is not going to be the reason why you're kept up at night. Um, You're going to be able to focus more of your energy on your clients and serving your clients instead of spending energy feeling weird, icky, or not normal about sales. So this is speaking to you. Even if you're an introvert, I can teach you how to sell in an effective way that feels good to you with your own selling style. And even if you're an extrovert, dude, I can help you too so that you don't go out and feel like you're too much or selling too much or doing too, you know, like, oh, am I all over the place, right? Like get that organization down so that we make it super easy. All right. So message me or hit the link in the show notes. You'll be taken to the Sales Queen Takeover page. And I'm going to give you a discount code to use since you're a listener of this podcast. You can get $500 off with code word podcast and apply that to the payment. Uh, Again, it's a four-month program. We start in July. We have weekly phone. We have weekly phone calls. We have weekly calls. There's some amazing bonuses there. If they're still on the website, snag them because there's a limited number that I'm giving out. Because I, uh, the one of uh, one of the bonuses is a one-on-one call with me. Uh, another bonus, and I don't give those out very often um, because I have my own private clients. There's uh, four weeks of Voxer support where every Monday and Thursday you get to reach out to me and have um, you know me in your back pocket to bounce ideas off of, and we also have a fun, I like I'm all about building the community, building a safe space for you to be able to ask questions and feel supported and share your wins and share your breakthroughs and share your struggles so we can move through the struggles faster and spend more time celebrating. And if this is speaking to you, go check it out. If you're filling the pool, trust yourself. First part of sales is trust, right? And that trust starts with yourself. So go trust yourself, hit the link, Come have fun. Come join us. I can't wait to serve you. And here is the episode with Mariah. I can't wait to hear what you hear about what you think about this. Take care. Yay. I'm so excited to be back with another episode of the I'm not salesy podcast. And today you guys know, or you know how much I love talking about money because your money mindset really does directly impact your sales. And when if you aren't actually like, if you don't really realize that, if you don't realize how much your money mindset is impacting your sales and, and not in ways that you might expect, like these are, these are, um, they're kind of hidden. They're like disguised. They're wearing a, they're wearing a funny mask. And so I can't wait to talk about this because my um, guest today, Mariah Rayner, who actually just lives like 45 minutes away from me. We just realized that t- just today. Um, so I'm super excited to hear that. I can I can feel some collaborations coming. Um but she is a money coach and has a sales background and has noticed where her sales teams have made more sales when their money mindset was a top performer before they were. Let's put it that way, right? So welcome to the podcast, Mariah. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and Why are you teaching and coaching on money? Like what made you choose that?
1: Oh, okay. So my background like professionally before coaching was I worked for a company where I was a sales manager. I actually started as a sales rep and like worked my way up to a sales manager. So I had a team of people under me. So that's kind of some of my background. And as I was going, like growing in my corporate job and making more and more money, I noticed that I still felt, a lot of heaviness around money, even as I was making more money, Um, I had this kind of idea that like, once I make more money, I'll feel better, right? I'll, excuse me, I'll be able to enjoy my money more. Um, And so through that process, I really started to look at, okay, even though I'm making more money, why does my relationship with money still feel kind of heavy and out of my control? And this kind of brought me to a place where I was like, I really want to pay off my debt. and just create more freedom in my life. And so through that journey, I paid off $60,000 of debt. I continued to start saving more money. And then I um, found myself really just helping employees and my colleagues and friends with their money. And that's kind of what led me to like, okay, like maybe I will continue to help people with money, but like do so as a business. And so that's kind of how I ended up as a money coach.
0: Yeah. So now are you more of like a, traditional like Susie Orman money mindset, or do you put some like money energetics and manifesty flair in it? Like I do.
1: I am. I feel like I'm a really good mixture of a little bit. And I I kind of read this on your thing too, is like a little bit of woo, some strategy, (laughs) like mindset all mixed together. Um, because I think it's really about both, right? Like we can want to create certain things with our money and believe that we can create, create them. Right. Mm-hmm. But then we also want to like go take action on those things as well.
0: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be actionable and it has to be something that you want and you have to believe that it can get easier than what you're experiencing right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's where a lot of the, um, you know, people just don't realize, you know, like I've, I work with a lot of sales teams. Like my background is in pharmaceutical sales. I started when I was I literally graduated from Virginia tech on a Friday and started in training on Monday. I was like 21 years old. I looked like I was 14 and from then on all the way through, like been a sales trainer and helped. I was never a sales manager because I never wanted to do that role in pharma because you had to travel so much. And I was like, I can't go to happy hour every day. But like doing that. But like, um, I was always like a leader on the team in the way that fit the best. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, I, I, I still work with those sales teams. I still do sales training and, and I can, after being out as a coach and preaching about unlimited income and limitless mindset and manifestation and all of that, it's like hard for me to be like face to face with people who are like, well, I didn't get my $70 in my paycheck this month, you know, I'm mm. like, but like there's so many ways money can come to you like what are you talking about it's just my you know it's fixed you know but it's not right
1: yeah yeah i see that too like even when you're working in a 9 to 5 still maybe you're building a business yeah. on the side like that does not have to be your only income yeah
0: it doesn't yeah and like i work with a lot of um like i'm a coach for i'm a sales coach for Um, coaches and consultants who want to make sales easier online and want to make it something that's actually enjoyable and fun. And I do that in my own special way, but they, um, a lot of times come from, not a lot of times, but most of the time I target people who are in a corporate job who desperately want that freedom, you know, the freedom, like you can just leave this interview (laughs) You know, put on your bathing suit and go sit at the pool if you want to all day, right? Like you get to decide if you want to do that. Mm -hmm. Whereas if somebody's listening to this on their way to their cubicle, (laughs) you know, they obviously can't, right? And so I feel like it's, um, you know, working with a lot of people still in corporate, wanting to leave the nine to five to get more freedom and to make more sales there. The sales piece is the first thing you need to learn, right? Like you Mm -hmm. got to master that. And I want to dive into your experience as a sales manager and what, what are the, like, what are the top three money blocks that your sales team would fall into? Like the ditch, Mm. right? Fall into the ditch that you would hear that hampered or maybe like delayed the ability to reach your sales goals.
1: Mm. That's such a good question um, because, and I'm going to answer it, but I want to preface it and say, even as a coach, and I've even experienced this in the beginning of my business is like some of these thoughts show up about potentially signing up clients on the other end of a consult or on the other end of our marketing. And so like one of the thoughts I think came up a lot in my previous job was this thought within the sales team of like, they can't afford it.
0: Okay. The prospect can't afford you. Yeah.
1: yeah, which, and and again, like even when with what we were selling, some of the items were like $40, some of them were like $2,000, but there was a big range there. And that mindset would still pop up. Like, of, what if they can't afford it? They can't afford it. I don't know if they're going to want to pay for it versus just going and And what I teach now and what I taught back then is like going into it with some neutrality, right? Yeah. So money neutrality, meaning you're just very neutral about the dollar amount. And you go into the conversation neutral about the dollar amount, meaning you don't know what they can or can't afford. And I think the word afford is very subjective because at the end of the day, to me, money is an exchange of value. Yeah. Right. So it's not necessarily $40 or $2,000 or $10,000. It's what value, what results is that client or that customer getting from making that investment or making that purchase. And that's, what we want to focus on more than the dollar amount. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, no, totally. Cause it's, um, and a lot of times it's about a feeling, right? Like what, how, how's this going to make them feel mm-hmm. when they walk away? Imagine in retail, yeah. that's a big part of it too. And it's, and if you're dealing with, it could, this absolutely comes up in coaching, like every single day, mm-hmm. every time you go to raise your prices or early bird ends and you're like, mm-hmm. do I want to, you know, like yeah. I've had that moment before, but then I've also had that moment where I was like, you know what? You snooze, you lose. And if you don't get it on early bird, you're going to pay the next price and you're still going to get a kick-ass time and you're still going to learn a lot. Mm-hmm. And you're still going to make your investment back. If you show up and do all the work, like this is just for, yeah. you know, this is um, there, And there's a lot of obviously like, psychology behind pricing and staging mm-hmm. all of that, but like, um, or stair-stepping all of that, I guess. But, um, I imagine if you were having people who are thinking the prospect couldn't afford it, then there were probably also people who were saying, well, I need this person to buy this so that I can reach my goal. Right. A hundred
1: percent. That's literally the next thought I was thinking, <laughs> thinking is like, and and this shows up in business. Let's like relate it back to business of like, you wanting them or needing them to buy it to hit your goal. I think in business we're like, in order to leave my job, I have to sell this much, or in order to yeah. not go back to my job, I have to sell this much, or in order to like prove to my spouse that I can do it, right? Whatever it is, like there's different flavors of it. Right. Prove the- myself. Prove that this isn't a total yes. waste of time and money. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. and I think that t- a lot of our money relationship ties back to our definition of like success within ourselves and enoughness, yeah. right? I feel like a lot of that ha- shows up with money.
0: 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, that's why I say there's Matt, there's like a, there's, it's hidden. It's not like out in the open singing on mm-hmm. a streetlight, like, right. Hey, come <laughs> look at me. I'm holding you back from all that success. Yeah. Like, no, it's like, Hey, guess what bitches? Like, I'm still here. You haven't found me. It's like my Five year old hiding in the cupboard this morning,
1: like 100%. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, a lot of times we're just like, we look at the very external result yeah. versus the journey it actually takes to get there and using that journey to be like, oh, I am growing. I am having success. I am making money, right? Versus just focusing on the sale we didn't make or the money we didn't make.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes I can look at people's posts and I can feel like where they, they're selling something that they don't really enjoy doing because it mm. makes sense to do it and they're good at it, but they're not really that into it. They've just kind of doubled down into it. And they're like, I'm doing this. I've got to do it. But it's, it may be just a simple little tweak or maybe just abandoning it all together and doing what your heart and soul says you really want to do, you know? And, but I think a lot of times, that does come back down to enoughness like and what I found to be so crazy is usually your zone of genius is the area like the thing that you are so good at compared to 99 percent of the world is the thing you're going to doubt yourself on the most on with whether you're mm. right or not. like I um when I came online granted like I had 20 years in sales experience trained like over a thousand people as a sales trainer and I remember starting my coaching business as a manifestation and money coach. And I didn't start out as a business coach or a sales coach because I didn't think I'd earn the right to do that yet. Mm-hmm. Whereas I mean, granted, I didn't, I didn't quite understand online business and online sales. I didn't feel like I could actually teach somebody how to start something that I was just learning how to start. But other simple things like sales, I could have taught, right? Or marketing or mm-hmm. whatever. But that story was like, no, bitch, like sit, sit back down. Like there's other people. And it went on for like years, right? Like mm-hmm. even though I'd always be drawn back to business topics, I have a business degree. I graduated like magna cum laude, right? Like mm-hmm. a billion years ago, but like, <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> But like, it's, it's so funny what, what you tell. And so finally last year I was like, enough is enough. Like I can, I love talking business. I love these topics. This is what I'm drawn to. This is what I'm going to teach on. I could do this in my sleep. And um then went into like, just niche down directly into sales. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's felt like I'm home, you know, yeah. I totally felt like, oh, this is my wheelhouse. Like I can, talk about this all day long and you get to talk about money, like having that aspect too, because honestly, it is not your prospect or your client's job to pay your bills. You know, Mm. it is not their job. It's not their responsibility. It's your responsibility to do that. And a lot of times we're putting pressure on that person on the other side of the message the dm you know the person on the Mm -hmm. other side of the sales call to be the next one that buys so that then you pay your rent or you pay your mortgage or you go on your vacation or pay off your credit card or pay for that coach you just hired because somebody else as soon as they invested they manifested a new client and you want to do that too like it's all such bullshit that then like tells you well yes it's supposed to be and it put and you can feel that energetic pressure on the other side where you're like yeah, maybe I don't really need to sign with that person because they
1: need me too much, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think sometimes you're actually putting, you're putting pressure on yourself, which in return is like, you're probably like subconsciously projecting that pressure onto the person on the other end of the phone. But it's really pressure on you a lot of times. And your story resonates with me of like, not necessarily starting off with like, what was in your heart and soul in the beginning. Because when I started, I was a money coach from the beginning, but I had this thought of like, I have to help people make budgets and I have to like help them budget their money. Because that's what, when I was working on my relationship with money, that's what I kept finding when I was searching for money, whatever support in my growth journey. And so I was like, I have to like tell people I'm wanting budgets. Like that's what they want. When in reality, I was like, that's not what I wanted. I wanted to heal my relationship with money. I wanted to feel confident in control of my money. I wanted, I wanted to have a plan as well, but I wanted those core relational skills with my money first. And that's when I was like, it took me some months. It didn't take me years, thankfully, but it took me some months. And finally I was like, you know what? No, like I know that by creating a confident relationship with money that's what's going to actually help people hit their money goals that's when i was like that's what that's what i'm helping people with that's what okay. i wanted that's what i ended up working on with myself and once i started doing that it was just everything got easier i feel like yeah. because i was being true to what i actually wanted to help clients with
0: totally 100 percent. because you have to be i mean th- I think the biggest misconception is that when you come out to run your own business and leave your crappy nine to five. No, it's not always crappy. You know, like I work with right. shit and they're like powerful people who like love their job. They get awards. They, mm-hmm. crush it. they just need that sales piece because it feels a little painful. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so, um, but you, there's this vision of like, oh, once I leave my corporate job, I'm never going to have a bad day ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, you yeah. will, you probably will have like a lot of those days. Right. Yeah. Okay? Do not feel motivated to do anything, but that's why you've got to love what you're doing. Like you've got right. to the topic you chose, because mm-hmm. like it's kind of like a marriage, you know. And yeah, you can change it. it's it's almost like a polygamous marriage. <laughs> 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 you can change partners, yeah. like refine them along the way, but like really, you've got to love it, right? You got to love. Yeah, everything. it doesn't cost be committed. You Change your mind and be committed
1: to that yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and being committed to the vision of why you want to help people as well i think mm-hmm. that's a big thing yeah. um being just staying committed to that because there's gonna there's going to be hard days and like i've worked with clients i have clients that are in a nine to five i've worked with clients that are ceos of corporate companies i've worked with business owners i've worked with coaches right and what i always teach is like it's the same thing with our relationship with money how we do one thing is how we do everything or how we do a lot of things so if you're for example like really avoiding money or avoiding looking at your credit card or avoiding looking at your bank account it's like what else are you avoiding like we want to get to the root of what you're avoiding in all these different areas of your life and i've found that a lot of times too we think that when we leave the job everything's going to get better and that's like an avoidant kind of belief right we want to get to the root of what about the job is why you maybe like, hate it so much. I'm not saying you got to stay there and I'm not saying you have to love it, but we want to figure out like why we're believing that by leaving, everything's going to be so much better.
0: I think for like, for me personally, I had a lot of freedom already in my corporate mm-hmm. job, especially like I've never worked in an office before. I've always worked out of my car or out of a home office as a sales rep, you know, I've never, mm-hmm. it, the only time I've had to go into the office or see other people that worked with me is if we had like a national sales meeting or if I went up to corporate to help for like a month with sales training, which happened mm-hmm. often, but it was kind of fun because I'm like, oh, look at me, I work. Out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but like, um, but in terms of, um, in terms of like not working, in an office or being remote, like that, that freedom, even though I had all of that freedom, I still craved not having to put a PTO request in, you -hmm. know, like I still wanted to be like, my husband's from South Africa. And so we travel and love to travel a lot. And now that our kids are in elementary school, it kind of like, you know, hampers when we can do like a month long trip to Bali or South Mm -hmm. Africa or whatever. But yeah, Um, For me, that was like impossible to do if I had to put in a request and be like, I could stretch it to three weeks and just be like, well, my flight got in late.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That piece. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And also like not having, I think it was like the, having more control over when I scheduled my meetings was good Mm -hmm. because it drove me crazy when we'd just be sitting on a meeting with like the whole team every Monday just because it's Monday and you're just mm-hmm. like this is a waste of my fucking hour like I just mm-hmm. this is the last thing I want to be doing but let me put a smile on my this was back when we didn't have to put video like conference calls too so like I had it an easy and I still was like
1: I need more freedom yes no and I I relate because I had a, so I went in obviously to a store right um I would work like 10 to 12 hour shifts and I commuted yeah. an hour each way Yeah. So I totally get the like, not wanting that as your schedule. Yeah. I still believe that being able to be okay, no matter where you're at and feel okay with it, even if you don't want to keep it, I feel like that helps us to move away from it. Cause when we're urgently trying to run from the feeling that we have in this nine to five job versus like healing it and being like, okay, I don't want to do this long-term, but I'm okay while I'm here. This is funding my dream. This is funding my business. Yeah. It helps Helps us move along so so much faster.
0: I started looking at it like, because a lot of people were like, oh my God, I'm stuck at my job. Oh gosh. And I'd be like, no, this is my virtual cap. This is my, wait, my... My, um, oh my gosh, I'm totally, my venture capitalist. <laughs> so I feel mm. like, oh, look, I got another payment to fuel my dream job for my virtual. Yes. How <laughs> Right. Wow, I'm messing that up. My venture capitalist every two weeks. That's my pay- you know, And that yeah. started looking at where I was like, okay, this is great because this is actually financing my dream. And yes, me buy courses to learn how to start a business and have, mm-hmm. you know, like write content
1: and 100%
0: coaches and get support and all of that. I, I will tell you though when I was a money mindset coach the problem I had was I I had this belief of if they're coming to me for money mindset help then they don't have the money to spend mm. that was one that like put the nail in the freaking coffin for me because like that it was I couldn't get it out of my head you know and I, and whoever mm. my coach was at the time just like I guess didn't maybe understand how <laughs> yeah like to manifestation because like there's that too right where you're like well if somebody Mm -hmm. needs help with this then maybe they don't have the money to pay me right like have you Mm -hmm. I think that's a big money mindset thing holding you back yeah
1: I I definitely think in the beginning of my business I experienced that a bit but I also think that and this is and the reason I talk about this is because you work with a lot of coaches yeah really thinking about who your ideal client is and Who's yeah. actually going to benefit the most out of your program, right? Like I've worked with people of all different incomes from multiple six figures to like, you know, making 40 or 50 K a year. A lot of times they actually have similar money mindset things. And that's where I like learned it's never about the money. I mean, when it comes to like coaching and the type of people that, you know, would want to buy coaching, I guess, I don't know how else to word that, but it's like, I'm sure in some situations, like, yes, it's they don't have money. But I think overall for who you're speaking to when you're selling coaching, whether it's business coaching or life coaching or mindset coaching or whatever it is, it's more about do they really see the difference that's going to happen in their life and how they're feeling and the results that they're going to have around whatever it is that you're coaching on and do they want to find the money for it? That's kind of what what I shifted is like, because for me, like I've invested in coaching, lots of coaching. <laughs> Yeah. Before maybe I had the money in my business or whatever oh. the case was there. Right. And so it was more about okay, well, you what result do I want? And am I willing to invest at this level to potentially have this result? And I think it's also about self-trust on like the client end of like believing that you can get this result by investing the money.
0: Totally. So yeah, yeah. that you're gonna show up, you know. Yeah. I'm like, gonna be one of those people that pays, puts the money out, but then watches the videos and doesn't put implement, you know? Yeah. That's why in my, I have a program I'm launching right now, actually, and it's called Sales Queen Takeover. And it's about, you know, learning how to sell online, learning why people buy, maybe why you're not selling, you know, Mm -hmm. like all those fun, fabulous things. And um, like a big part of it is going to be doing bite-sized trainings and implementing right away you know, I'm not sending mm-hmm. you off to find the answers as your homework. I'm making you find them immediately, you know, and practice yeah. messaging and practice, you know, getting, getting that, um, getting exactly what you said, like showing them the value, like illustrating the value, painting that picture mm-hmm. right then and there on the call and learning what that looks like. Yeah, so idea of Like what good looks like before you yeah. even hang up on the zoom call. And yeah. this is the process that you, that we go through and, World class training programs with Johnson and Johnson, yeah, and be Novartis because I, I should know I I was the one leading them, you know, and right. so um, so it's but I see that's like the missing piece though because people don't know exactly how to illustrate that you know like the message is so fluffy sometimes you know where you're mm. like well, just make more money, well. I'm sure you, you haven't really sold things on you'll make more money. Like, yeah, people want to either make more money, save more time, increase their status. That's all great. But what does that actually look like? Like making more money you're not standing in your kitchen, like afraid to look at your America app because you'll have a heart attack when you see what your bill is this month, you know, or you hide things, you have like a separate credit card
1: that your husband doesn't know about. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I've definitely seen that. Well, I (laughs) I think again, it comes back to uh, as the coach being on the coach side of things is really thinking about your specific ideal client. And I don't mean like what, what type of drink they like or what their favorite color is. I'm like, what is actually happening in their day-to-day life? Like a story I always talk about, because this was me is like, I would uninstall the Starbucks app off my phone because I'm like, I'm not buying Starbucks. Like it's a waste of money. Right. And I'd be driving down the interstate on my way to work an hour going like 75, 80 on uh, 75, which I don't know if you know that road, yeah. since you live near me, be going down 75. Right. And I would like re-download Starbucks and order my drink while I'm driving, like impulsively. Yeah. Right. And so I talk about that a lot because I've had so many people that are like, they're making like $300,000 a year. And they're like, I, un- I uninstalled Amazon or I uninstalled Starbucks because I shouldn't shop there. And it's like, no, it's not that you shouldn't shop there. It's more about what's your relationship with shopping there. Right. Yeah. So yeah. be very specific and thinking about your person when you're doing your marketing and when you're you know talking on Instagram or talking on YouTube or whatever it is. And really thinking about what's happening in their day to day life when they're driving down the road, going to work. Or when they're taking a shower or getting ready for bed, it's like, what are they thinking about? What do they need help with? What do they wish was different? That's right. what people are willing to invest money in. Yeah. I
0: mean, at I least mean, my own experience, right? Hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you're relating to them. You're if you can't get somebody to form a picture in their mind with the words that you're using, then it's going to fall flat every single time. And that's why I'm actually coming out with a freebie that are like uh, the 10 um, six figure coaching niches and like what your positioning would be and what your messaging could be like examples of messaging. Kind of like we could use this one actually as like a money Mm -hmm. coach. Right. And so. Because that I see people with like, oh, you're gonna enhance your bliss. You're gonna like mm-hmm. satisfaction. And I'm like, that could mean something different for you. Like satisfaction to you could look completely different from satisfaction to me. And if you have to yeah. ask people what satisfaction means to them, then you have to, you know, like just define what your ideal yeah. client is. And I was having a discussion with a client in um just this past week about where her ideal people are on LinkedIn. Cause somebody had told her she works with six figure entrepreneurs and helps them get like their financial shit together more from like a strategy side, Mm -hmm. right? They're people just like, let it go for far too long. And they're trying to scale their business. And she's like, well, they're just not on LinkedIn. They're just not like in their DMS. They have other people doing that for them. Like it's not them I'd be talking to. And I was like, is this the truth or is this just what you believe because somebody else told you that? Because, mm-hmm. and I started like, there was a couple other people on the call that I know are in the multiple six. I was like, Hey, do you X, Y, Z person? Hey, do you like Jenny? Are are you on LinkedIn? Like, are you reading your own DMs? Cause I know like mm-hmm. you'd be ideal for her. You know what I mean? Like you get to choose. Mm-hmm. Maybe there are people who don't show up every day in their mm-hmm. DMs and have people who manage everything. And they're probably I mean, honestly, those could be the ones that you need to talk to because they're wasting all this money on, all, you know, they're the ones that like make a hundred thousand,
1: right. ten thousand in the bank. <laughs> but again, that goes back to focusing on your person. Yeah. The per, like, yeah. if you're if your goal or your strategy is to use LinkedIn to to yeah. connect with people, it's like, are we thinking about people that? the business owners that don't use LinkedIn or do we want to think about the business owners that do use LinkedIn yeah. that want yeah. whatever you're offering and that okay. are willing to spend the money to have that result. So yeah. I would like to just remember, focus on the person that you want to help yeah. and like where they are versus focusing on the person who's not there. Yeah. Does that make sense? Exactly. Yeah. sense. Yeah,
0: I'm just on the one who gets it. So
1: yeah. So now I
0: have one other question for you. So how okay. do you, what how do you um, recommend to people or you know what how do you find that the money mindset will play into some inner drama with pricing and finding that aligned pricing because i see that come up a lot with my accounts like we have my accounts (laughs) with my clients (laughs) like going back into my old sales days yeah my accounts yeah so but and I know, I know, we talked about how like affording it is subjective, but like I want to dive into this a little more deeply. Yeah, I think this is a big like the pricing is a big sticking point and gets kind of sticky for for coaches especially because we mm-hmm. don't there's no guidelines, right? Like, yeah, none at all. And you might see somebody charges ten thousand dollars for a six month course, but then if you try to charge that, you could get crickets or You know, what what do you find? How do you coach people through that?
1: Yeah, I think there's a few pieces to this. I think that especially for coaching that sometimes we maybe, again, are we looking at the the goal we have and how much money we want to make and how quickly we want to make it? Um, And are we focusing on maybe what other people in our industry are charging? Like another money coach or another business coach, right? Or are you really thinking about I like to look at it like, okay, we can we can pick a number and you can coach yourself to believe in that number. So you could say, I'm going to charge 10,000 and you can sit around and coach yourself all day to believe in 10,000. I actually like the approach of like picking a number that feels really good to you already mm-hmm. and learning how to sell it. Mm-hmm. Because... If you pick a number that maybe feels like a little bit out of your comfort zone, but already feels pretty good to you, like you're like, I know I could charge this, and that person would would actually really get really good results from investing with me, investing in this program, charge that, get some clients under your belt, right? Because now you're actually helping people, you're learning more about your ideal client. Yes, you're making money along the way, but you're doing it in a way that already feels good to you. And then you're gonna naturally build your belief that you can charge more and you're gonna create the the demand for what you're selling you're going to create people wanting your offer and then at some point you almost have to raise your price right because your belief is there the people are there you have the experience so that's the route i like to take again i think you can pick a price and coach yourself on believing in that price yeah but i feel like you make more money and help more people by just going with a price that already feels somewhat good to you what are your thoughts yeah i i agree
0: and there's um there's something to be said for really listening to like, or paying attention to how it's feeling in your body and doing that work as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess there's so many thoughts going through my head. So I actually yeah. started to do, I started doing breath work around like um, specific topics, right? Like mindset and breath work all together, And it started mm-hmm. to totally shift the way I was looking at, money and sales and business and life, like in general, and like, you know, being big actually had a, the guest that was on my podcast, I joined one of her programs and it's been like, oh my God, this was what I was, it feels so good. Right. And, um, and, but like with pricing, one of the things that I struggled with was, um, I, I was completely forgetting about buyer psychology and how, like some people are early adopters. Some, you know, those are the ones that'll Drop into your world and buy that same day. They don't need a mm-hmm. lot of info. They just want the result, right? So if your messaging's mm-hmm. on par, it doesn't you know matter what your price is. That day mm-hmm. they'll drop in. So they'll be like the early adopters. I'd get wrapped up when people didn't buy on early bird. Mm -hmm. I'm like well if somebody like I love a good I love a good bargain I've always been like that like I grew up the daughter of two teachers like we were always looking for a sale right and I don't think Mm -hmm. that's never gonna go away like I love a good deal we just got a free pair of Nikes the other day at the the factory store because my son's ones were literally like falling apart and they were like and he's just been wearing he hasn't been like putting his feet in the fire or anything like that you know like he's just it was crazy anyway um, but that being said, I'll also pay like $10,000 for a, a coach, you know, like mm-hmm. there's full spectrum here. Right. But, um, but as far as like one of my hangups around pricing was around why, if people, people are only going to buy on early bird, like, because I love a good deal. And if I don't, you mm-hmm. know, I may as well buy at the lowest price possible. So that personally, like I love to share some of my yeah you know, hangups that I've had in the past, because I know if I went through it, then somebody else did too. And
1: mm-hmm. I'm not
0: embarrassed to share that at all. Cause I think it's very, very yeah. common, you mm-hmm. know, and like having that moment where you plan out in advance that this is going to be the price until this specific day and then it's mm-hmm. going to raise and you're going to be proud of that right like whatever mm-hmm. you need to do to do the work to yeah get your energy b- behind that higher price and i think a lot of times that comes that, that comes down to three different areas where you have the confidence in yourself that mm-hmm. you're enough right that's where it starts mm-hmm. like I said earlier you have the confidence in your offer that it's enough Mm -hmm. and that it's going to get the result and have that value. And then also the one, you know, we kind of talked about just now was like your confidence in your audience, that there are people in that have that problem and they woke up today saying, I will pay. It doesn't matter what the price is. And they didn't know the price was lower. They don't give a shit. They just see that you're the Mm -hmm. person that is speaking to them that can help them they think they'd have a great time with and get the result they want and, and, price and that's what they're going to pay.
1: And yes.
0: So if you can energetically get your, your, um, you know, get your whole self behind all three of those areas. doesn't matter what you, what you price it at. You're going to be able to charge whatever you want every single time. But that being said, it's not work you do just once. This is work that's ongoing. Yep. At every level of growth, <laughs> yeah, totally, and it yeah. doesn't mean that you're bad or wrong if you still have these doubts. Everybody does, like. Tony mm-hmm. Robbins doesn't charge $2,000 a seat at UPW for general admission back in the nosebleeds because he hasn't wrapped his own mindset around the fact yeah. that 14,000 people showing up to pay $2,000 to
1: watch him on a jumbotron, you know? So yep. everybody's That's got a good things. point. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. I personally like have never even done any type of like early bird. Like I always just charge oh. the same price. Yeah. So there's different, there's different yeah. routes of going about it. Yeah. Um, and my mindset behind, and there's no, again, there's no right or wrong with like everyone's business model is different. But for me, my mindset was always like, again, this is just an exchange of value. Like I know for a fact when clients are done working with me, they're going to feel confident with their money. They're going to feel in control of their money, right? They're going to create more money. And this is just the investment. You know, yeah. to go through my program, so that's always been my perspective. Um, but I definitely have seen people do early birds and different and different things like that. So I almost think if if you, if I were to do an early bird or if I were to coach someone on it, it's almost like in your mind drop into like believing that you're still selling it at your regular price. This yeah. is just a bonus, a special that you're doing. But like in your mind, it's like I would almost like define it as like selling it at the same price. Yeah. Does that make sense? Wait, no. Wait, say that again. No, yeah. So uh, I, instead of focusing on like, okay, I'm selling my, my program for this price. It's like more about just selling the value of your program at yeah. whatever price. Yeah. And continuing like your belief around your regular price. If you choose to do a discount or an early bird, that's fine. But I would still like mindset wise, focus on what your actual price is and almost like, believing that you're selling it at that price even during early birth
0: yeah even if it's
1: actually cheaper does that make sense I'm
0: yeah sure. so there's not there's not work to do around every increase
1: yeah it's not even like I would instead of looking at it as like different oh. prices it's like this is the offer I'm selling and then yeah. this group of people just got to buy it up got to invest at this level at this price point and this group of people are investing at this price point but at the end of the day like this is the value that all my clients are getting
0: yeah. and this is what I'm like
1: this is my offer That's like my mindset around it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I personally like, I feel like um, doing a little bit of, I feel like adding the the early bird adds a little more like motivation behind people to be like, okay, here's a deadline. Cause some people are motivated by, I know I'm motivated by deadlines, but I also tend to miss them sometimes. (laughs) But yeah, I like that. And, you know, also for some of my smaller programs, I've used that. I know some people are like pre -pre pre-sale, then pre-sale, then regular. And then here's the, Mm. I'm like, oh my God, like I can't even keep that straight. And so, but I do, I like to use it sometimes as a way to kind of validate an offer, not validate it. Like, is this worth it? But to be like, okay, this out and then play around with some of the messaging along the way to see what really, yeah resonates, you know, and it helps for some like social proof and stuff like that too. But I yeah. really like the way you look at it. i have never actually heard that. Nobody's ever said that before. That's a really great way to look at it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I'm glad that was helpful. I mean, and I like that, I think I, that
0: okay. listeners will love that too.
1: Yeah. And I, I think back to when I worked in, in retail, I actually did yeah. sales by the way. So I won't tell, I won't say what provider, but, oh. but like Lots of things were sales driven, like or I mean, uh, like not selling, but like being on sale. Like this product's yes. on sale, yeah. right? And so there's always a lot of hype around that. So I think in our society, yeah, we're kind of conditioned from a young age that if something's on sale, it's like a better, better deal. Yeah, or like, like that. I think I think there's just some level of conditioning around. It
0: speaks to the inner hoarder in us. <laughs> it's like, hey, if I spend twenty instead of thirty, then
1: I have ten dollars more to spend on whatever I like. I'm still gonna spend the same that's, amount. Of money. I'm gonna get more shit for it. Yeah, that's hundred percent my husband to a T. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I'm very much like at the end of the day, I like to sell to. The urgency being around the result the person wants to create, because that is the urgency. The urgency yeah. is them being able to leave their job or being able to feel confident with their money or to not be up late at night worrying, right? Like, yeah, right. That, that's, that's what I like to see. Yeah. That's the urgency. Like, you're, For all the listeners, your offer, the way that you're going to actually help your client, that is the urgency.
0: Yeah, so say that again for the people in the back because you know they're driving <laughs> down the road and reinstalling their Starbucks app and they, they might have missed <laughs> that. So say it again. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> the result that you're selling your ideal client, that is the urgency. The yeah. transformation they're going to have, the business they're going to have, the inner peace they're going to have, whatever you're selling specifically.
0: But your specifically. example, you said, I'm. I sell them around the time, right? What do you, say that again? You you said like your, the urgency you sell is more around like the time instead of the money that they're going to save. Like, like the time they're going to save instead of the money they're going to save, right?
1: I think, so what I was saying is like the urgency to buy is not in there being a price difference, yeah. but the urgency is in them getting the result they want. So whether that's yeah. more time or more money or business, whatever the result is that your client wants, that's the urgency. The result is the urgency that's kind of, yeah. that's my philosophy.
0: I love it. I, yeah, uh, I, um, I see. I like to do my show notes with the sound bites that I get
1: here. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. I love that so much.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. This is so good. Okay. Well, please tell everybody, what are you up to? Um, where can they find you? I don't know if I could ask a question and end it on any better note than that, but uh, yeah. thank you so much for being here. This has been such a good conversation. These are things that you need to hear over and over and over again, especially if you don't want to be salesy because like your money mindset is going to be tied to you feeling salesy because that's when the ick sets in, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. I love that. Yes. You can find me. I'm on LinkedIn, at Mariah Rayner, or you can find me on Instagram at Money Coach Mariah. I'm actually doing a free training on Monday, June 26th. I'm not sure if this will be out yet. Yeah. but if so come over to instagram you can register and we're going to talk about how to enjoy your money now ooh fun will there be a, a replay for it too if people yes, as play. long as you register
0: yes okay cool um this yes. that's next monday yeah this one should come out it might come out the day before but okay. you know but then if they can still come get get the if you send me the link for that then i'll put it in the show notes so they can
1: register okay. and get the replay perfect I will do that for sure. Thank you for having me. This has been so fun. We're going to have to meet up in person at some point. I could see like a,
0: Sales and money meetup type thing that could yeah be fun to do. That'd be so fun. Like a, um, I love that little thing. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yay. Thank you so much, y'all. Go check out Mariah. Go follow her, connect with her on LinkedIn. Hit the connect button. Don't hit the follow button. Hit the connect. Yeah. So that You connect. Guys can actually speak to one another. Hello, LinkedIn 101. And let's go make some money and make some sales and bring some value into people's lives. I will see you next week. Bye. If you love this episode of I'm not salesy, then go ahead and hit subscribe so that you're notified of the next episode and also leave a five-star rating and a review. And if you send it to the link in the show notes, we will send you a present in return. We also love to feature reviews on the podcast as well. So we'd love to feature yours. So go ahead and send a screenshot to the inbox and come find me on social media. I love hearing what you're up to and how you're becoming not salesy too. I'll see you in the next episode.